welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, Scott, how's it going? It's going, man. How are you? It's going. I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. I, uh, we have a boring intro. We do. We need a better one. We'll work on that. I'm good. You're good. We get to a question. We answer the question. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been trying to get you to go surfing with me for ever. You we still haven't done it yet. We used to talk about that every episode. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you doing? Good. All waves aren't good today. We'll surf another time. And it's been, what, a year? Yeah. Okay, maybe tomorrow morning. It's time. Okay. Okay. Um, back to the question. By the way, audience, if you have a better idea for an intro, let us know. Totally. We'll make it more fun. Mm-hmm. If you have a question, let us know. Mm-hmm. We'll answer it. Start with what's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? Today's question is what? Today's question is um, how does our tax system work? I think we could I think we could reframe this. How do tax brackets work? How do tax brackets work? Now you and I, we are absolute experts in tax law, right? Totally. Yeah, we're CPAs. Absolutely not. So we are, uh, we know some stuff, but we want to keep this very simple because yeah. I think uh, he, here's where, what's driving this question is I have a lot of people ask me or tell me really, um, I don't want to make more income because if I pay, if I make more income, it's going to push up my tax bracket. I'm going to end up paying all of it away in taxes. Yes. You yes. ever heard that? Absolutely. And actually another thing that you'll hear often, um, not we're never going to take a political bent on this podcast but you'll hear people say like tax the wealthy or like everyone every tax let's make them pay more right and when we we need to understand how our tax system works so you understand when people are paying more whether or not you agree with that how they're actually paying more yeah it's it's not just a fixed percentage that the wealthy pay versus the the you know the the unwealthy pay we have what's called a progressive tax bracket and what that means is everyone pays the same amount of tax on the first levels of income, and those levels periodically um, rise, which was a very yeah. bad way of explaining that. Maybe you could explain that better. So I think what you're trying to say is um, everyone's in it together, and everyone gets to pay a certain amount of, of tax at um, – think of it as like different buckets. So like everyone fills up the first bucket, and then once that bucket – and the bucket has a little leaks – and it leaks a certain amount, uh, right? The leak is the is the tax. Leaks is tax, okay. Right? And so, but once that's out, it's done, right? But then if you have more money than that, then you're going to flow into the next bucket. Mm-hmm. And then that bucket's going to take out some tax. And then you're going to flow to the next bucket, and they're going to take out some tax. And because it's a progressive tax rate, the leaks get bigger and bigger the higher your income goes. The higher that bucket. Okay, that's a good way of putting it. Let's kind of let's use some numbers to to kind of give us examples here. Yeah. So let's just use. We're going to keep it because we could. You know, there's different tax brackets and different tax structures. Whether you're single or you're married, so we're just going to do it based on um, married filing jointly. Okay. And kind of how those numbers work for the U.S. tax code. Great. Okay. So if you're um, for everyone earning uh, the first $19,050 that you earn as a couple, 
you get to pay 10% in taxes on that money. Got it. So whether I earn a million dollars a year or I earn $20,000 a year, we're both paying 10% tax federally yep. on the first $19,050 that we Exactly. Earn. And please don't hit us with like, you're not talking about the nuances between earned income and dividends and gains and losses. We'll eventually say that on the back end. What we're really talking about here is earned income. Like you're, you're a business owner who's making money or you are a wage earner. You're mm-hmm. earning a salary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and we'll put the list, list, by the way, in the show notes. But the first 19,000, I'm just going to round it to 19,000 is taxed at 10%. Yep. The next about, so the next bucket from 19,000 to about 77,000 is taxed at 12% right. federally. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the bucket is bigger and the leakage, as you put it, is a little bit bigger. <laughs> yes. Weird. Don't say leakage again. It <laughs> <laughs> just sounds wrong. But yes, yes, you're right. So 12% is the next bracket. From there, it jumps to 22%. So if you earn from 77000 to 165000 you pay 22% in taxes. From there, it steps up again from 165000 to $315,000. As a couple, you take 24% of your money out for right taxes. And here's what's important. So that that 165,000, $165,000, if you're earning somewhere in that range, it does not mean your total taxes are 24%. It yeah. just means the dollars you're earning between 165 and 315, those dollars are taxed at 24%, but the dollars below them are taxed at lesser amounts. And the reason that's important is you will not ever earn more and pay more in taxes on your entire income. You'll just pay more in taxes on the the progressively higher amounts of income. Right. Yeah. So I think if we if we continue with that, there's three more brackets. You guys can see what they are. But like 35% tax bracket starts at $401,000 and goes up to $600,000 of income. Most Americans are covered anywhere below that. But so a lot of people will think in their minds, or especially if you hear like a politician say, we're going to raise the taxes on the wealthy and we're going to change that 35% tax bracket to 40%. All of a sudden we have this vision in our mind that, wow, if I made $400,000, well, first let's just keep it at 35%, right? If I make $400,000, I pay 35% in taxes. So I pay $140,000 a year in taxes. Is that right, James? Is that what I pay? That's what most people, I think, believe. But no, the actual taxes you pay, again, the different buckets have different tax rates. You are actually paying taxes of $91,379 in that case. And what that comes from is is paying 10% taxes on the first 19000 you make, plus 12% on the next, what is that, uh, $57,000 you make. And so the average tax or the defective tax bracket is about 22, just under 23%. Yep. Even though your marginal tax bracket at that point was 32%. Right. And so you may hear someone, you may hear an accountant or an advisor talk in those terms. They may say the words marginal tax bracket or marginal tax rate. That would be what your next dollar is taxed at. And then they might also say your effective tax rate, what you actually end up paying. Mm -hmm. And those are two very different numbers. They're both important to understand. Yeah. The marginal, again, being the next dollar that you earn, what will that dollar be taxed at? And your effective is what's your total tax on all the dollars you earn. Right. And so like, think of it really, think of it this way. Like if your marginal rate, like let's say you're a couple living in 
um, San Diego and you make as a family $300,000 a year, right? So you're in, you're in a 24% tax bracket marginally, right? Well, you also in the state of California, we have state income taxes here too, which right. are about 9.3%. Let's right. just round up and call it 10. So 34 cents on every dollar you pay in taxes, well, it may make sense to defer some of that into a retirement account. And now right. 34 cents of every dollar you put in there, right. you're reducing your tax bill by. Right, right. Yeah, and this, this is why marginal tax brackets and kind of understanding how this works is so important <laughs> because if you're a high-income earner and you are looking at this, you might be able to see, okay, if we put 20000 or 30000 or whatever it is into retirement accounts, we may be able to get into, we may be able to get out of this top marginal bracket that we're in. And cap out our taxes at the the lower bracket, or vice versa. If you're in retirement and you're looking to do something called Roth conversion strategies, um, and this is getting way too complicated for this, but you may want to convert pieces of your IRA to your Roth IRA without moving into the next marginal tax bracket, totally. so that you don't pay taxes down the road. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm gonna I'm not gonna go too much deeper into that. Unless, that was deep enough. It was perfect. that was deep enough. I yeah. apologize. No, you don't and, even need to apologize. You did great. No, I'm sorry. Don't beat yourself I'm up. Very man. sorry. Stop beating yourself up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, if, so we just talked about. I think people might start getting the concept now of progressive tax brackets, and then they think like, okay, I'm in the. So let's say I earn a hundred thousand dollars a year as a couple. Yeah. And so that's looking at the tax rate, uh, the 22% brackets between 77 and 165. So that's my bracket. Right. Because I'm at 100, which is between that range. Is that, is that right? Am I going to pay, pay that 22% tax bracket? Not quite. So that's where it starts. But there's things called deductions. So you might hear people refer to standard deduction versus itemized deduction. Yeah. Okay. So what? tell me about standard deduction. So standard deduction is this. The, the, the government or the IRS says whatever your adjusted gross income is. So in this case, Scott, yours was $100,000. That mm-hmm. was your income. You can deduct $24,400 in 2019, mm-hmm. if you're married finally jointly, from your adjusted gross income. Okay. So what that means is 100000 all of a sudden turns into about, uh, what is that, $75,600. Right. So I actually went down into the 12% bracket. So you're actually in the 12% marginal tax bracket, not okay. the 24%. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Now, what itemized deductions are, is the government says, we're just going to give you this $24,400 of deduction. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can go and in between the total amount you paid in mortgage interest, plus state and local taxes up to a cap, plus charitable giving, plus certain medical expenses, if the combination, if you add all that up and it's above $24,400, yep. which is the standard deduction, then you do what's called an itemized deduction. Ah, uh, okay. Where you, can, you get the greater of $24,400 yep. or whatever your itemized deductions are. So, I mean, if, if so, younger families in Southern California, if they own a home, they probably have an itemized deduction mm-hmm. because they're the mortgage interest deduction plus the you'd mentioned the state and local interest that's salt for state and local taxes is now capped at 10 grand, right? And we have interest on our mortgage. Um, if we do any charitable giving whatsoever, it's probably easy for us to get over 24 grand, right. Okay. But for a lot of people, if you're into a if you're near retirement, if you've paid down most of your mortgage, if you're going to stop working, more than likely you're probably going to hit a standard deduction pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's important cuz I I literally just spoke with someone yesterday or or uh, end of last week and he said, "I don't want to pay off my mortgage. He's about to retire in a couple years." He said, "I don't want to pay off my mortgage because I want to maintain the mortgage deduction into retirement." Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people think that way, but when you actually look at it, his mortgage 
interest wasn't that high because he's owned his home for a long time. Mm-hmm. And if he had added up the mortgage interest plus the local taxes and state taxes he's going to pay at that point, it's going to be significantly lower than the twenty four thousand four hundred. Got it. So, so he's it doesn't it, it doesn't benefit him to keep that. Yeah, so it won't from a tax perspective. From a tax perspective, right? right. He may still want it for other reasons, like keeping the other assets working relative to what he can earn there, and that's for a decision for the two of you to help make. Very cool. Okay. Um, Let's see. For what what else about deductions? Anything else? That's the big thing. Um, We could talk about above the line plus below the line. I don't think we need things like four hundred one k contributions, IRA contributions. Those help to lower your your taxes or your adjusted gross income as well. Yep. Um, they're separate from your standard deduction or itemized deduction. So this is something we're talking to your tax professional or financial planner. Yeah. But that's kind of a general overview. I think the big key takeaway here is just the concept. It's a progressive tax return, guys. Yeah. So please understand that when someone says that you pay the higher earner pays 37% on their money, they're not paying 37% on everything. They went through all of the buckets with everyone else to get to that 37% rate. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, and now again, the way you when you add in state taxes and payroll taxes, we'll talk about they could be paying more, could be paying less. Um, this is specifically federal, and so I think it's important for people to also note that state taxes um, also may have progressive taxes. Yep, they may have no taxes. Yep. they may have a flat tax. So also depending on where you are listening to this, add that on top of um, what we're talking about here. So other considerations, we we just start talking about it. States have separate tax brackets, so make sure you keep that in mind. Yep. And then, Scott, you mentioned this um, a little a little bit ago, but whether your income comes from income you earn from work or dividends on your investments or capital gains on your investments, it's all taxed a little bit differently. So this is in no way one size fits all. Um, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of nuances in this. Absolutely, and a, a tax return can tell you so many things. Um, and honestly, if you work with any financial advisor worth their metal, they should always be asking for your tax return because it just says so many things about what's going on in your financial life. Right. Right. Do we talk about social security and Medicare tax? Do we need to talk about that? Uh, it's not included in the federal brackets. That's something that's happening outside of it. Um, basically for your wages, um, wouldn't be included for business income, but just know that it's something else that exists, but it doesn't really factor into your, your, um, tax rates as we were describing for the federal taxes. Right. The only difference being with federal and state taxes and a lot with federal taxes, it's a progressive tax bracket with social security and Medicare. It's just, it's a fixed percentage, right? up to a cap for social security. So for example, social security, you're going to pay 6.2% tax on the first $132,900 that you earn. It's very specific. Very specific. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Medicare, you're going to pay 1.45%. That's not capped. So that's, those are examples of taxes that aren't progressive. They are just fixed and it's just, you multiply that by your income. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's capped. Totally. Um, awesome. Anything else that we want to talk about? We're looking at our, anything else, Scott, you want to no, I think I think to me the the key was for you guys to understand what a progressive tax bracket is, how it actually works, what it actually means. Now you know it. I feel like our job here is done for the day. Yeah, and I I, I think I'm just so happy I'm not a CPA. For sure. God bless those CPAs. We love man, all the is... work that you guys do, and yeah. we appreciate everything that you do for for our clients and for us. Honestly, yeah. we do. Yeah, really. Um, thank you for geeking out on the tax code far more than we ever will. <laughs> we awesome. appreciate you. Yes. All right. Thanks, Scott. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to episode number 22 of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. And before you go anywhere, if you have not already, 
please hit subscribe. Whether you listen on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, wherever you listen, hit subscribe so that you can be one of the first to be notified when a new episode comes out, as new ones do every single Wednesday morning. We hope you're enjoying the show. And for the list of the resources and notes from the episode today, please head over to our website, realpersonalfinance.co, and you'll find them there. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review. We'd love to know what you all are thinking, and more reviews means more people can find our show. Finally, if you have a question that you want us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website. Again, that's realpersonalfinance.co. And there's a section on the bottom of each page where you can submit your very own question for us to answer on a future episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.